Good morning, Life Spring. Good morning. If you don't know me, I am Brayden Berggren. I'm the intern under Pastor Dan here. Um, oh, I guess my name's up there. So there you go. That's my name. Uh, how are you guys doing this morning? Good? All right. Make sure you're telling the truth. Okay? We're talking about truth this morning. So this is very important. If you're, if you're not doing well, it's okay. Because seriously, no matter where you're at today, whether you're bad or good, I feel like God wants to speak to each and every one of us in this room. Amen? All right. Well, summer, summer's been great so far, hasn't it? Summer's been really good. The series we're going through, if you are new with us, welcome. We've been going through Finding Jesus in the Ten Commandments. It's been a lot of fun um, while Pastor Dan has been on sabbatical this year. Um, And I'm so excited to be bringing you guys the next commandment, which is, which number? Nine. Remember number nine. So that is, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Now, this is a really, really easy one, guys. Super, super easy, right? I'm not talking about murder. I was like, oh, I got it easy. Not murder, not adultery. It's super easy. It's only talking about you just shouldn't lie to your next door neighbor, right? If he's not in your neighborhood, go for it, man. That's all I'm talking about. If it's in your neighborhood, right? So what does this mean, right? So if someone comes up to you and your neighbor knocks on the door and it says, hey, did your dog poop in my lawn, right? Or he comes up to you, hey, did you steal my tool and not borrow it and not return it back? Or, hey, my, have you been using our Wi-Fi or it's really slow? The answer to that question to your neighbor is yes. And there you go. You, you solved this commandment. And that's it. But no, that's not really it. The commandment is so much more than just lying. And it's not just to your next door neighbor, okay? It is a lot more than that. So let's pray and let's dive into it. Well, Jesus, we want to hear from you this morning. Jesus, no matter where we're walking in this morning, whether we're walking in and we're feeling really close to you, or Lord, we're walking in and we're kind of feeling distant, Lord, we put all of that aside and we say, Lord, we want to hear from you. Lord, we want to hear from you why is it important not to lie? Why is it important to be truthful? And Lord, I I pray for the grace for myself to get out of the way. And Lord, I don't want to hear myself. Lord, I I want to hear you. And we want to hear you this morning. In Jesus' powerful name, amen. Amen. So I'm going to start off talking about why not lie, right? Why not lie? And I'm going to break down Exodus 2016. You put that up on the screen So it says, you should not bear false witness against your neighbor. Well, I wanted to kind of break it down before we move forward. The word bear in Hebrew is a na. And what does that mean? That means to answer, to respond, to testify, to speak, to shout. So in any way you're saying, you're speaking, you're shouting, you're testifying, that's what that means, to bear. And then you go on to the word neighbor. Now, who is your neighbor? In Hebrew, that is re'ah. That is is how you pronounce it. And it can mean friend companion, fellow, or another person. So you put that together, and what does it get? It means, in other words, this commandment saying when you lie, when you're, when you're, you shouldn't lie, when you're answering, when you're speaking, when you're testifying against, when you're talking to your friend, your companion, or anyone, right? So in other words, don't lie. <laughs> Be truthful. And that's what this commandment means. It doesn't just mean against your neighbor. It means everyone. And, and any in any form. And why is this important to God? This ninth commandment doesn't just cover court and like, doesn't just cover courtroom infractions. Okay. That's not all what this covers. It's way more than that. It deals with any manner of falsehood. Throughout the 10 commandments, we see that Jesus cares, uh, God cares about justice. Jesus does too. 
So why would he make laws against murder if he didn't care about each person that was made in his image? Why would he make a law against stealing except he cares for the right of private property? But this one, we don't just see that God cares about physical justice, but he cares about verbal justice. So why is it important to tell the truth? Well, the Bible says this. It says we must learn to tame our tongues. Proverbs 21:23 says whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Right? And then next, uh, Psalm 34:13 says keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. The Bible says very clearly we must learn to tame our tongues. Why? Because our tongues cause so much damage. What we say causes so much damage. That is why God cares so much about verbal justice, about what we say, not just what we do, right? And here's another reason, and this is very important because it's the nature of God himself. What makes God God and not human is one of those things that he never lies. He is always true. Romans 3, 4 Put that up on the, on the screen. It says, let God be true, though everyone were a liar. And then Jesus said this in John 14, 6. He said, we know this one. I am the way, the truth, and the life. It is the nature of God himself. He is truth. That's a true fact. He is truth. He says it. And aren't we to become like Christ? Aren't we to become like Christ? So therefore... Let's speak truth, because God is truth. Now I want to look what God thinks about liars. And this is, this is pretty interesting, because I found this, I was reading through, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. Um, and Jesus says this to the Pharisees in John eight forty four. He says this. Is it up there? There we go. <clears throat> you belong to your father, the devil. And he wants to carry out your father's desires when he was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. So here, this, Jesus was talking to the Pharisees and saying, you are, you're taking after your father, the father of lies. And these are pretty harsh words, right? But this is what it's saying. It's stating that while God's nature is truth, the enemy's nature is is lying and and deceit. When we lie, we are letting the enemy use our tongue for his purposes and not God's. And it it was very interesting because I looked into the word devil in Greek from the New Testament, and it's very interesting of what that means. So diabolos means prone to slander, slanderous, and accusing falsely. Now if you take it Further back, you go to the root word, which is diabolo, to throw things across. Right? So here's the picture that that points of the word for devil. Throwing, here you have the devil, right? And he's throwing lies. And he's throwing accusations. And he's throwing slander. He's throwing all these things across, back and forth, back and forth. That is literally the picture you get in the Greek word for devil. And how many times in your life, I know in mine, have you gotten into a fight with somebody based off a lie that might not even be true or an accusation or something that was thrown back and forth and you're getting in a fight and you realize it was all misunderstanding? That is what the devil wants to do. 
That is literally his name. His nature is lies. Jesus said it. His nature is lying. He is the father of lies. And he wants to ruin the relationships we have. That's his goal. He wants to ruin the relationships we have. And the way he does it, with lies and deceit. So when we are not holding ourselves in truth, but lying, gossiping, throwing false accusations around based off an opinion or perception, we are falling into what the devil wants us to do. That is why lying is so important not to do. So again, God cares too much, so much, because he wants us to be truthful. Because here's why. Because if we're not truthful, if we, there's lies, if we let the enemy in and we're throwing false accusations and, and, and all these things are happening like the devil wants, then what's happening? Our relationships are breaking. Our relations with others are breaking. How many of you heard the terms, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words may never hurt me? Have you guys heard this before? Right? This is the old saying that, well, that's, that's not true. Okay? We, we all know that's not true. Words and lies, especially lies, lies hurt people badly. It hurts people badly. This commandment is to protect friendships, marriages, reputation of other, to others, your relationship to others, and your relationship to God. That is what this commandment was for, to protect those relationships. I um, Growing up, uh, I think my first time ever experiencing the hurt of these lies I can remember is I had a friend growing up uh, through all elementary. He was kind of my only friend. And we were, hey, we always were at each other's houses growing up and like every day. Um, and we were kind of all we had. And I started getting a more group of friends when I was going to junior high. And I had a group of friends and I was having a birthday party and they're all over my house. Um, and they're in the room, uh, I think in my upstairs room. And I went downstairs to grab something and I came back up and my friend who's not really friends with these people, um, I was at the door, and he was talking badly about me and saying lies about me. Um, and I know why, because he, they weren't his friends. He wanted to impress them, make them laugh. What, like that, that's, it's the sinful nature. It's our human nature. I knew why he was doing it. But that hurt me so deeply. And our relationship was never the same. Never. It was never the same after that. And I think we could have all experienced that in some form of these lies or these words that have really hurt us deeply has affected our relationships, that we thought were strong. So with that, we can see why this commandment was made, why God made this commandment. And I think all of us have been a part of that lie. I've said before, it affects us poorly, whether you have given the lie or you have received the lie, you know, you've, you've experienced the poor side of that. You've experienced the devil in that. However, Jesus brings so much more than just lying to this commandment. So much more than just lying. So, it's one thing to just not lie and be truthful like you were following a rule. That's one thing, right? I remember in my ethics class in college, there was this big long debate about all these moral and ethical what are your situations like, oh, is this right or is this wrong? And we we're talking about, you know, World War II. And say you were hiding some Jews in your house at the top, and the Nazis come knocking on the door, and they say, do you have any Jews in your house? And if you say no, then you're lying. 
would God be displeased because you're lying? Because you're, you're saying no to protect them. Or what if, okay, what if you tell a white lie and you're like, uh, I haven't seen them recently because you're going to stare in like a day. I don't know. Like, is that lying? And sadly, in that, sitting in that class, a lot of Christians think, yes, you should just tell the truth. You, and, and it's not, I'm not saying yes or no, you should or you shouldn't, but that's not the heart behind this commandment. You're missing the heart if you think, oh, and I just need to tell the truth and that's all that matters. Because Jesus fulfilled the law, let's remember this, the law of not lying and being truthful will not save you. If you live your whole life not lying and being truthful, that will not save you. Only Jesus can do that. Only Jesus. This law is not about checking off a box. What is it about? It's about people. That is what this law is about. For instance, if I accidentally hit somebody's cat with my car, right? If I accidentally do that, and I know that's morbid, but I picked a cat over a dog because I don't like cats. I would never hit a cat, but I would never hit a cat with my car, okay? I promise. I would never do that. <laughs> and say that person came up to me, right? And they were like, okay, well, did you, have you seen my cat? And I was truthful, right? I was good. I said, yes, I did. And I closed the door and I walked away. But I said, yes, I was truthful. And people would say, well, see, I was being like Christ. I was being truthful. And I'd say, no, I failed. You failed. Why? Because it's about people. I didn't go and say, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't show compassion or regret or sorrow. I just said, yeah, I did and walked away. That's all I did. Because this isn't about the principle of lying. It's about relationships and what lying does to relationships. That is what this commandment's about. It's about relationships and what lying does to relationships. And here's, a, and here's, here's where I'm going to go next is a clear aspect of telling the truth is loving the person. Is loving the person. And Jesus truly shows us that in the New Testament through his actions, but also it says this in Ephesians 4, 4 through 16. Then we will no longer be immature like children. We would not be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever they sound like true. But instead, and here's the important part, speak the truth in love, growing in every way, more and more like Christ, who is the head of his body, the church, who makes the whole body fit together perfectly. As each part does its own special work, it helps the other parts grow, so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. So at the beginning, he's talking about false teachers who are coming around spreading lies and trying to give these teachings that are not true, but trying to make them clever so we will believe them, right? But the important part of this is what we should be doing. The answer, but instead, what did he say? He said, speak truth in love. Everything we speak should be done out of a place of love. But then, it's, but it's not just simple. It's just to say, don't tell a lie. It says, I'm going to be truthful with you. Why? Because I love you. And because I care about our friendship. And because I care about the relationship and I, because I care about you as a person, also because Jesus cares about you as a person. That is why I'm telling the truth. That is why I'm being truthful. And if, if my truth doesn't come out of a place of love, then it doesn't matter. Your empty words of truth doesn't mean much if it's not out of a place of love. 
It doesn't matter. There's something, there's something more you've got to do. Jesus says this. There's no slide for this, but we know this in Mark 12, 30 through 31. Love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and all your strength. The second is love your neighbor as yourself. But he also says this in Matthew. Matthew 5, 43 through 48. It says, you have heard the laws that says love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say, love your enemies. Pray for those who prosecute you. In that way, you'll be acting as true children of your Father in heaven. For he gives, you, he gives a sunlight to both evil and good, and sends rains on the just and unjust alike. If you love only those who love you, what reward is there in that? Even corrupt tax collectors do that much. If you are, if you are kind only to your friends, how different are you than anyone else? Even pagans do that. But you are to be perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. Jesus cares about our relationships to others. He cares deeply. He wants us to love one another, whether we're friends or we're enemies. And here's the point, guys. If you're in, your enemy is so important to love because he put it so clearly, everyone is loving to their family and their friends. Well, not everyone. But most people can do that. It doesn't matter if you're a Christian, you love God, whatever. Like, you know the aspect of loving them. It takes a real Christian, a real love to love your enemy. Because why? Why should we do this? Because Jesus loved all. He loved those who wronged him, who prosecuted him, who put him up on that cross, who killed him. Because what did he say on that cross right before he went? He said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. Forgive them. That was his answer. His answer was forgive them. Someone, he put the perfect example of to love your enemies. And guys, this isn't easy. This is not easy to do. It's not, it's not, it's a process to do it. But we need to try. And I heard something, I'm going a little tangent, but I heard something from a, um, from a pastor um, once, and I thought it was, I thought it was really, really good. Um, and it really stuck with me. It was actually on the radio. And it said this, it said, you know when you have fully started to love like Jesus, when, you, when your love for them trumps your opinion of them. Let me say that one more time. You know you have fully started to love like Jesus when you love, your love for them trumps your opinion of them. It's so easy to live our lives based on our opinions, judging our relationships with people. Well, I think this person's kind of... Um, talks too much. I'm not going to be around them as much. It's my relationship with them. Your opinions. It, it's your opinions. And I, we're all guilty of this. To some of, I mean, it's so easy to walk into a room and your first interaction, your first opinion of someone is how you're going to treat them, is how you're going to act with them, is how you're going to think they're going to respond to you. It's all these things you're taking in. I remember for me, I've done this many times and it's bad, but I, I remember in even high school, and it didn't affect my relationship with him, but it could have. It could have ruined my relationship with this person. Well, I remember being in class, and there was just this one kid who was in my class, and he was just always, I don't want to talk to you. Like, you'll, you'll talk to him, and he'll be like, yeah, and just one more response. And he feels like, oh, he just, he's, he's angry all the time. He doesn't like people. He feels like he's always judging you. And, you know, that's how you always feel. And so what did I do as a high schooler, or even, before, even after high school, I've done this sometimes, I'd go to people and be like, oh, yeah, he's just so mean. Like, he's just so angry all the time. 
right? And he just, I feel like he's judging us all the time and talking to other people about it, spreading lies based on my opinion of him. And guess what? When I finally get to know him, he's just quiet. He's just shy. But when you get him one-on-one, he's a great guy. But guess what? I could have li- ruined that relationship. I could have ruined, I could have hurt him so deeply if that would have spread of my words of lies based on my opinion. Because I wasn't speaking truth and love there. I wasn't letting my opinion of somebody not trump the love of God. I wasn't letting that happen. And there's many times in my life where I've done that. So I'm going to get back to the lies, though. But oftentimes people, the people we don't get along with, you know, sometimes the people we don't get along with are are people that lies, we lie about, or people lie to us, have false accusations, false opinions. But even our close friends, our close neighbors, these are what can ruin relationships. Lying can ruin those relationships you have with those around you that you love and are what spark some of the people that you do not get along with. But Jesus wants us to have truth and love. Ephesians 4, 1 through 4 says this. Therefore, I, a prisoner for serving the Lord, beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling, for you have been called by God. Always be humble and gentle. Be patient with one another. Make allowance for each other's faults because of your love. Make every effort to keep yourselves united in spirit, binding yourselves together with peace. For there is one body and one spirit, just as you have been called to one glorious hope for a future. Jesus wants us to maintain our relationships with those around us because it's important. And he gives a list here of saying, be patient, be humble, be gentle. Why? Bind yourself with spirit, be unified. And how do we, what's a quick way to destroy that? It's lies. It, it's the truth, the fundamental truth of lying, false, being false, false accusations, false opinions. Those are what tear relationships apart. So he says, speak truth in love. This commandment is not, is not just lying. It's so much more than that. It is a commandment that we can use to maintain strong relationships with those around us. And Ephesians shows us that we are made to work together. We are all needed, one another. We are part of a body. We all play our part. And the enemy, what he wants to do is come in and say, well, this can't happen. So here's what I'm going to do. This person said this about this, and that's a lie. This person said this about this. This person, oh, something comes into my head and says, oh, this person's probably talking bad about me. And then the lies fly around. And then I start speaking. This person's talking bad about me. And the lies keep going and the lies keep going. And there's just unity among the body of Christ. And there's just unity among our friends and family. There's just, there's just disunity among our country and the world in general. I think a lot of it is the lies. A lot of it is the enemy has won and gotten through and said, okay, well, here we go. I'm going to throw these lies and accusations around. I'm going to do what my name says. And guess what? They're going to stick in. Because we're letting them stick. But this morning, I want us to say, I don't want to let the lie stick anymore. And I don't want to be responsible for spreading a lie that damages my relationship with somebody. I want to be effectively witnessing to other people, which means, man, if they, think, if they see I'm lying, that's going to ruin that real quick. 
I want to have good relationships with people around me. I want to have good I want to be the body of Christ together, built up, building up one each other, one another, one teaching, one pastoring, whatever. All of us together, working together. But with that, we have to have unity. And with that, we have to tame our tongue. And we have to say, okay, I might have this opinion of somebody, but I'm going to love them, and I'm going to speak truth and love. I'm not just going to. Be truthful and truthful. I'm going to speak truth and love and love everyone around me and be truthful while doing it. So the heart of this commandment is people. Why not lie? Well, yeah, God, God is truth. We should be like God, obviously. We don't want to lie. We, we, we want to try to, if we were just telling white lies all the time too, we should stop. That's a bad habit. We want to be holy like God. He doesn't lie. He's truth. But also, the heart behind it is we need to be loving people. And this, that commandment, gets in the way of that. It stops that. So can I have the band come up here? Um, We're going to wrap up. If you guys can stand with me, if you're able. So this morning, I believe, I think we've all been a little guilty (laughs) of not walking in truth, right? I mean, come on. No one in this room has not ever told a lie before. Let's just be honest. It's not not possible. (laughs) Well, we'll fight for Jesus. It was possible for him. But not all of us have been walking in truth and love. But I think we've all in this room at some point or another have seen lies that have affected relationships poorly, that have led to divorces, that have led to broken up friendships, that have led to somebody turning away from Christ. I've seen that a lot, guys. I've seen that so many times where people come up to me and say, yeah, I used to be a Christian until the church hurt me. What happened? Oh, this person. Usually it's about lies, about the words. And I walked away. Guys, that is what the devil wants. That is what he wants in each of our hearts, that these things will stick and that we will lie and that we will hate each other and that there will be no truth in love in our relationships. That's what he wants. But this morning, I want to talk to you about, if any of you are feeling guilty about this, if any of you are walking in this room, oh, I lie all the time. And I'm not loving all the time, and I gossip all the time, and I, and I share my opinions of them all the time. You need to know this right now. That you don't need to be, have shame or guilt. If you come to Jesus and say, Jesus, I surrender that to you. Forgive my sins. And you surrender to him, and you repent. He's going he's to forgive that. He died for that. He died for that. Or anything else in this room. Anything else you're feeling shame about what I said this morning. He died for it. Don't carry that shame anymore. Come to him. Say, God, forgive me. Let me walk a straight path. Let me walk a path of love and of truth from now on. And let that shame be washed away. Because it doesn't matter anymore. Jesus died for it. Let's walk forward. Let's move on. Let's be a united body of Christ. But some of you this morning might actively be in a lie or a false accusation. You... Either the person knows about it and you've seen it, your relationship with them is torn. 
or they still don't know. And it's a lie out there, and it's in your head like, oh, I lied about this. And and something's tugging on your heart. I need to get this out. Because let me tell you, if it doesn't, it can ruin your relationship with that person. It can ruin it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. That lie, that accusation, that false opinion isn't worth it. And you might think in that scenario the devil has won, but do not let him win. So this morning is an opportunity for you to say, okay, I'm going to sit down with that person. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be truthful. In love. And this is going to be hard, but it's a morning where you can learn to take that step forward. And the last thing I feel like some of you in this room are hurt deeply. Hurt so deeply by lie. Maybe even from the church. But here's what Jesus calls us to do. He calls us to forgive. And this is the hardest thing in the world to do, is forgiving somebody who has done something like that to you. But we have to learn to love them. And we have to learn, like Jesus loved us, we have to learn to love them and build relationship with them. And don't let the lies from the devil ruin that. Fight it. And this is a process. But again, this morning, take that step. So we're going, I'm going to pray in a second. And what we're going to do is this worship team is going to just play a song. And you can sit, you can stand, whatever. You can, if you need to get some stuff off your chest, just sit there and pray to him. If you need to give something to him, just sit there and pray to him. If you just need to sing and worship him, worship him. But I feel like in this room, God is speaking. God is wanting things to be resolved today. There might be people in this room that there might be some harsh bitterness between each other. That happens in the body of Christ. Today is the day where we say lies no more in Jesus' name. And we're going to solve this in truth and in love. So let me pray. Well, Jesus, we give you permission to come do a work in us this morning. Come do a work in us right now. Lord, we thank you for dying for us on the cross. First and foremost, God, without you, we are nothing. Without you, we are nothing. Jesus, you have died for us. You've given your life for us so that we, whenever we mess up, whenever we lie, whenever we do any, any of these bad things, Jesus, you died for that so we can be forgiven and set free and move on forward and try to live like you. But Jesus, show us this morning how to walk in love and in truth. Show us how to be truthful to those around us. But at the same time, show us how to love our neighbor. Love those people around us. Lord, we, we can't do this alone. And Lord, I feel like in this room, for any broken relationships that the devil's gotten in, he's thrown his lies around, and there's been lies going around between people, or you feel guilty about this, that this morning those relationships will be mended in the name of Jesus. There's no one better to put broken things back together than you, Jesus. No one better than you. So, Lord, this morning we give our hearts to you. We say, Lord, where we're wrong, where you've convicted us this morning, let's have no shame over that. Let's give it to you. But, Lord, change us. We're here so we can be changed by you. We're here so we can know how to walk in a life for you. So, Lord, change us. And take away the shame and the guilt that the enemy wants to put in our hearts. But, Lord, we want to be truth. We want to be love to those around us. Lord, we don't want our lies and our mistakes 
to stop the relationships we have with each other and the people we're witnessing to. So Jesus, I thank you for this morning. Holy Spirit, would you move in our hearts? In Jesus' name, amen.